Hello, celestial beings and witch-curious folks. Welcome to Weechi with Michi, a podcast to help you connect with the Scosmos. Get ready to skank through the stars and join us as we discover the magical world of astrology and tarot together. My name is Celine, and with me is the spellbinding Michi. Together as Ska-jacent witch-thusiasts, we will go on a journey through the Zodiac, unravel the mysteries of the tarot, and navigate the scosmic currents of our lives. So hold on to your broomsticks, Ska-gazers, as these two witchy beings explore the Scarcane arts. <laughs> Time to pick it up for some sky affirmations. Yay! What are affirmations? Affirmations are in the law of attraction and new age thinking. And they're just phrases that you say out loud to visualize or very similar to spell work. Empower yourself through words. When I came up with the idea of sky affirmations, I thought about lyrics and the idea that when all of us are together at a ska show and we're singing along back to the songs, that these statements not only empower ourselves, but also together as our community. So I pulled today's ska formation and I hope you'll say it with me. Um, I really hope I don't mess up the band's name because <laughs> I, I don't want to say it wrong. So then how do you say it? <laughs> oh my God. What did I say? I'm looking at the spelling. Now. I don't speak Japanese. Kimuri? 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 Hopefully we were saying it right. It's <laughs> uh, from the song Positive Mental Attitude. And in the song, they say, We must have pride and strength. Live with positive mental attitude. Say it together with me so that we could uh, speak it into existence. Hey, we must have pride. Pride and strength. And strength. Oh, we must have pride. And, and strength, strength and live with positive mental attitude and live with positive mental attitude right feels right. good i'm looking at engineer joey engineer joey is here say hello he, he didn't say it with us don't say it with us honestly but like he is here yeah i'm well i'm well trained i don't talk until somebody says hello to me in our feminine witchy bubble yeah it's fun. Okay, so yes, I uh, I guess I'll just because it's the first episode, we'll kind of just chat, I guess, about what this is going to be. Um, and I just want to kind of put it out there that like I am no expert by any means, um, but I do like love tarot. I love astrology. I love witchcraft. Um, I've I have some experience, but not a crazy amount. It is a pretty like you know all of those fields are expertises in and of itself and people spend their whole lives like lifetime studying those specific things so just more of a appreciation podcast and to explore some things and definitely more for people who are maybe new to it and wanting to like kind of learn and grow with us in exploring it which I think is like a fun way to be yeah way? I would kind of consider myself a baby witch like yeah, Lisa, a little that, baby uh, witch. couple baby, baby witches, witches. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also agree. I also feel like it's like a lot of these things have been like a lifetime of a neurodiver neurodivergent special interest. Yes. Just like 
things that I'm like intensely like, oh, did you just say the word ghost? Did you just say witch? Like, yeah. I, I'm in, but I'm I don't in. necessarily know everything there is to know because that could take a lifetime of study. And yeah, for sure. Well, and okay, so yeah, I guess we'll go into um, like both of our histories. Um, I'd say like I kind of really I feel like I've always been interested and I can I'm sure you can relate like in like spooky, gothy counterculture things. And I feel like obviously all of these things kind of like go into that. Um, I did grow up Christian, unfortunately for me. No respect to any everyone else's, but it just wasn't a good experience for me personally. Um, so I do think that I like kind of was missing in my life, like some sort of like ritual and like spiritual expression. Um, so kind of like during the pandemic is when things really amped up for me personally, where I started just feeling like I needed to explore that part of myself again. Um, and I've done, yeah, kind of just dabbled in tarot. I'm definitely one of those people who needs little books. Um, I'll listen to kind of some like weekly podcasts to kind of refresh things. I just really find it fascinating. I love getting readings. Um, astrology also find super fascinating. Love talking, which we'll get into about like birth charts. And I find like no matter how you feel about any of these topics, um, anything that can promote self-reflection, I think is a positive thing. So to me, tarot and astrology really represents like self-reflecting and manifesting. Um, so that I guess that's why it has been such a positive thing for me. And I've done a few like uh, spells. I've done a few rituals, like bath rituals. I actually made Joey do a, a job ritual, and he did get the job. I made him like hold a candle oh, yeah. and hold like pyrite crystal, and like visualize himself getting the job. Um, it so it totally did. So, anyways, that's like that's my little baby history. Um, Michi, what is your history with all of these things? I also grew up. Um I grew up in a Catholic household, mm -hmm. um, Catholic and Jewish. When I was in the third grade, my uncle got divorced and uh, moved into our home. And my uncle uh, is practicing Jewish, but um, he also does a lot of witchcraft. Um, cool. So like at that time, I had a little bit of experience learning things from him, but not really ritual things until like maybe probably 10 or 15 years after that. But at that same time, it's funny because we were just talking about Sailor Moon. Uh, I started watching <laughs> Sailor Moon uh, and definitely all the different characters um, having astrological signs definitely got me Absolutely. into astrology at that point. And then... Um, They're ruling planets, if you will. Yeah, all the different <laughs> ruling planets. And then the whole idea of like the magical girl, like Ugh, she has magical, magical powers and no one knows about it. And, you know, like she's got a different identity when she Hell does yeah. magic, like at, all those kind of things. But she's like, also a klutz who loves food. Yeah. Like I, I, I very much related to, to a Serena at the time, Usagi. Yeah. Usagi, you know, but Serena. Yeah. So Serena when I was in fourth grade, because yeah. that was the only, yeah. um, that's all we the had. only Sailor Moon we had on. And uh, they were cousins. Tsunami. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> really. That close. wasn't that wasn't weird. <laughs> really close cousins with lots of long <laughs> stares. Some incest or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I always kind of struggled with the like tuxedo mask um, and his like daughter sexual tension. That's that has never made any sense. No. But anyways, I digress. I digress. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely at that time, I started to become interested in astrology and um, a little bit of that. And then at the same time, um, I grew up in the same household with my grandmother, who is uh, Italian-American, Sicilian-American, yes. and had really, really strong superstitions. Okay. And none of those superstitions ever made any sense to me. We had... Uh, statues of saints all over the house and you can't put your buttons out of order when you button up your shirt or you can't I like all these weird, stuff. such weird stuff that she would be like no you have to do it this way it has to be like this it has to be like that and like um it, she, she had a big influence on me and um it actually wasn't until very recently that i got into italian folk magic um, say, as that's an adult. its whole own thing too and yeah. it's huge and vast and has so much history like italian witchcraft when um when we got married actually um mike's cousin manuela is a witch and um cool she's she's actually married into the family she's his his cousin's wife and she's from colombia um she's a practicing witch and we asked her to marry us and as you know, as we were preparing for the ceremony, she would ask us questions about like our ancestors and like um, just I spent a lot of time like looking back and being like seeing my grandparents as like a beacon of love in my life, um, like their love story being like something that I really connected to. And I was I was very, very connected to my grandmother. Um, her birthday was like literally she's an Aries too, like, a, few days, yeah. a few days before Amazing. mine. Um, it just like very like zeroed in on um just this point in time in my life where I felt like called to find my roots and figure out who I was so I started practicing ancestor veneration and um with Italian folk magic bringing bringing back in like Catholicism but as not as a Christian practice but as my witch practice <laughs> absolutely well so I love that like relating everything back to like you know even just like like I like celebrating Easter as like a spring equinox kind of like fertility yeah. like I love celebrating I loved the, those photos of you not to interrupt <laughs> Instagram with the bunny, sexy ears. bunny photos I was like yeah yeah <laughs> I did lose some of my like I think a couple followers because I was like it's actually a pagan <laughs> thing <laughs> and all Christian holidays is... are um, I, I, but yeah I love that. <laughs> <I'm all laughs> and even Christmas, I'm like, it's the like, you know, winter equinox and like Michaelmas or whatever it is. Maybe, yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> like, yeah. I think uh, so. Between that and the, like, um, between the wedding and a few years ago, um, we had we had our dog Cindy, and she got very sick very suddenly, and um, like she basically almost died. And she has hmm. since then passed, but, uh, she lost like all of her platelets, like, okay. and she had to have a blood transfusion. And for some reason, the whole time this was happening, um, I felt like this, like odd calm that everything was okay. Yeah. And, um, I felt very called to learn Reiki. So I became a Reiki practitioner at the time. Amazing. And, um, I've done, I haven't really practiced on too many other people besides myself and my pets. But, no, but that's incredible. Uh, it's really cool to do it on your pets too. Like energy work is, is important. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's most of my magic practice, I would say is, yeah. um, is not even ritual work is just Reiki practicing and, um, chakra checking and, um, that's great though. And then since, since 
becoming in touch with my uh, Italian ancestry and those roots and even like a Jewish witch roots. Um, I've become a little bit of a kitchen witch. Oh, I love like, kitchen witch. Yeah. Like I, I throw a lot of herbs into our food. And That's great. Always spinning clockwise and everything, counting my tensions. Kate, everything. Okay. For everyone listening, everything is like a ritual. If you like, and I find sweeping really good. Like I actually yeah. kind of sweep more than I vacuum because um sweeping especially if you have like whatever a specific room I don't but you can make that kind of like it's a very like cleansing process like showering baths like these all yeah can be rituals so I'd say like I practice like white magic so I've done like candle spells bath spells um I do a lot of like I guess just to go back into kind of like relating to your like kind of balancing chakras I do a lot of like yoga um so that's kind of an expression of that as well obviously just sort of like mind body connection um meditating manifesting like all of that like it all rolls up into one little self-care bubble and I'm a bit of a green witch so I have the shit ton of plants and I'm a big gardener so I'm I'm not a kitchen witch at all I love that though I tried (laughs) so badly to like plant my own um herbs in my kitchen and like um the apothecary that I go to most often is called the Amityville apothecary and the lady there like really suggested she was like why don't you try Reiki on your plants and I did and they all died oh no and I was like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Your like maybe it was too just, much shadow was work that they weren't much. ready to face. <laughs> like I just, I just killed them. Like it just did yeah. not work. I killed that basil so bad. How did you, so yeah, with your like Reiki, like what are your practices, I suppose, to like protect yourself? Like when you are doing energy work on your animals, like, I guess, like what is your, or even if, if it's not too personal, like what is your ritual with like your own Reiki work? Um, usually I just like check my chakras yeah. from top to bottom. Okay. Um, depending on how much time I have, I will like sweep each one out. Um, and I'll do the Reiki symbols, um, over myself, over each chakra. Yeah. Um, I also use, uh, Reiki in a, like a sigil center. Is that how you say it? Sigil? Sigil? Sid- uh, I don't know. I always say sigil. Sigil. I always say sigil. I also use it in a sigil kind of way. Like, uh, mm. when I'm doing like, um, my makeup or whatever. That's cool. I'll, I'll draw Reiki symbols on my skin. <gasps> I'll draw Reiki symbols in the mirror. I'll draw That's Reiki badass. symbols when I'm driving. If somebody flips me off, I just <laughs> like, here, I, you're cut off cool. from here. I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Some of the most beautiful sigils I've found. Uh, my friend is like very passionate about being like an Italian witch and she does lots of like Italian that. witch <laughs> sigils and they're really beautiful. Like the Italian witch whole situation is just fucking cool and all the superstition that exists in that culture it's ridiculous of witchcraft is like insane it's amazing but ridiculous like so many things that i've learned i'm like holy shit (laughs) this is what my grandmother was talking about (laughs) yeah what were the other superstitions someone told me i don't know what culture this was but like to not leave your like bag on the floor my lash tech was like disrespectful to your money yeah yeah she was like i don't i think that is actually italian floor and i was like what and she's like you're gonna lose money and i was like okay Okay, get it off the floor then like <laughs> and then I was like oh, I'll put my bag on the floor again um, uh, and I'm never gonna remember to not put my bag on the floor like <laughs> I was like maybe that's why I'm broke actually <laughs> this is this is where all that money I went I just on the floor all the time so yeah it is disrespectful. <laughs> my, my grandmother she used to like uh 
You weren't allowed to put shoes on or near the table because it was disrespectful to the angels. Oh, like because your food is where the angels meet you. Uh, right. I did, I never I never really understood it. I was like, kind of like, no. what the hell is she talking about? Like, <laughs> there's no angels at the table. It. <laughs> it was between that. And she'd also she'd also say stuff about like Jesus being a carpenter and being like disrespectful to carpentry. <laughs> like that's like, amazing. You got to respect <laughs> just carpentry in general because that was his trade. Yeah, like you you can't put your shoes on the table. You also okay. have to respect the carpenters because Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do love Karen Carpenter. okay so this is our little astrology segment so we're gonna do this is our first one so you know if we kind of go on and do more of these which i hope we do um we'll always have kind of like an astrology and a tarot segment um i'll lead the astrology and michi do you say tarot over tarot 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 yeah tarot? i've heard it like i always say tarot but like i've also heard tarot to anyways doesn't matter i try to say tarot, tarot but i like tarot saying tarot like you're trying to say it with a french accent and not doing it properly you shut up right now <laughs> ferme la bouche, ferme ta bouche. <laughs> um that's my heritage french witch culture isn't as fun though no um okay so i guys i guess i kind of don't just want to say like in general like what we're talking about and it like is western astrology there's obviously like a bazillion astrologies there's not a bazillion but there's quite a few like the astrology that they use in like let's say india where it's really huge um is like a completely different thing so i guess i just want to speak to that we are using like a western astrology frame like a framework yeah framework um and it's i guess it has kind of like from hellenistic and babylonian times so I just want to talk about our big three. So obviously most people are familiar with their sun signs. Um, so the big three are sun, moon, and rising. Um, so if you want to find your signs, you just need to know your birthplace, date, and year. Um, most of you, I'm sure, know your sun sign. You obviously need your birthday there's a lot of free apps out there. So we are using CoStar. Um, and there's also like Cafe Astrology, et cetera, et cetera. If you like Google it, it'll take you right there. Um, I also want to acknowledge that it is a privilege to know your birth time, date, location, et cetera. Like to have that information is sometimes comes from a place of privilege. So I also want to acknowledge yeah. that going forward because a lot of people don't have access to their that information. So I just want to acknowledge that that it's not always a fair game to play. Um, so yeah, I got a lot of this source material from um, an article on mind body. Um, so yeah, we're going to go into birth chart. So after I kind of explained this, um, we'll go and compare our birth charts. So there are um, three main planetary points that outline your everyday personality. So again, sun, moon and rising. So the 12 zodiac signs are associated with an elemental property. So earth, water, air, fire, um, and a planetary ruler. The combination of these provides the basis for exploration of how these planetary points express themselves in your life. So the sun sign is your identity. It's kind of just like your general essence. Um, It's the force that 
drives you to seek the highest expression of your true self. It's how you answer the question, I am. Uh, if you do yoga, that statement is very common. So I am, or any sort of like manifestation practice, Reiki as well. Um, it's a type of energy that you need to feel revitalized. Um, and knowing your sun signs element is really important in understanding your self-expression um, and especially how you recharge. That's definitely what it's done for me is like knowing how to recharge myself, um, knowing more kind of than my just my sun sign. So, um, okay, so my sun sign is Gemini and Michi is Aries. Fun so. fact, I was supposed to be a Gemini. What? That's I was supposed crazy. to be born in June. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Things would have been different. <laughs> Things would have been different. Yeah. What about me? Uh just well, you're a Scorp Sag cusp. Because you are the 22nd, the 23rd. Damn it. I don't know what it is. Okay, so we'll go into this. Another, I know. We've been dating for almost 10 years. So I do have ADHD, and I will use it as an excuse and a crutch right now. Um, but there are certain facts, regardless of the, if they're important or not, that will not retain in my brain. Yeah. And I feel the same way. I can remember what someone's sun sign is. But if you ask me what their date of birth is, I'd be like, I don't know. It's, it's generally in this week. I, <laughs> and I wish I could understand my brain, but I'm doing my best. And maybe yeah. going into that, I bet you that's like a huge reason why like neurodivergent people are so inclined to these things. Like I think we're all trying to just like even more so as neurodivergent people trying to understand ourselves and how we work in our brains, you know, yeah. just like kind of desperate for answers. Like, why am I this way? Why um, am I the way I am? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so because the I'm an Aries. <laughs> it is no <laughs> um so again let's talk about elements so my sun sign is an air sign um so that is gemini libra or aquarius so typically you love to express yourself intellectually and you often recharge in social situations um this like I can relate to and unrelate to as a Gemini but again when you kind of don't relate to certain sun things typically that can kind of be balanced out by knowing about those other areas in your birth chart um if your sun sign is a fire sign like Aries like Michi uh so that's like a Leo or a Sag like Joey kind of um Sorry. you're motivated by inspirations and aspirations and recharge through physical like activity and or by pursuing your goals like pursuing your goals is what gives you kind of like that push and that motivation to keep going so I don't know if that relates to you Michi I think so yeah yeah and I know it's it's it is kind of balanced out by the other signs of my right? chart, though yeah because <laughs> I'm an ex like definitely an introverted extrovert so I found that before I kind of knew about my moon and my rising like I almost felt like not to overuse this term, but I'm overusing this term, but like gaslit by my like sun sign. Cause I'm like, I'm such a like, like I am an extrovert, but I do like desperately need alone time to recharge. And that's where spoiler alert, spoiler alert, my double Virgo kind of comes in where like, that's very the Virgo side and we'll go through our big threes together. So let's go into moon signs. 
Okay, so the moon is the soul behind your identity. It's the subconscious side of yourself that you typically keep hidden and is the driving force behind your emotional reactions. Your moon sign helps you feel pleasure and pain, joy and sorrow, gives you insight into how you nurture and restore yourself. It is the mecca of your inner world. For example, your moon sign's element is helpful in understanding your inner world and how you typically react in emotional situations. So what's super interesting is me and Michi have earth signs as our moons which i think is like really like our moons are grounding our moons are earth um so yeah. i'm for Michi is capricorn and i love capricorns capricorns get a bad rap but so typically gemini's <laughs> and like capricorns so do, won't so get along what would you say aries aries get a gap actually me and michi probably have some of the top two like most shit on signs <laughs> honestly I, I feel like scorpios too really. yeah and scorpios those are the three that like if someone's like what sign did you date and they sucked it's like gemini, gemini. Aries, scorpio gemini, it's like the lizzo scorpio. song the lizzo yeah. song where she's like the old me used to love a gemini like yeah. nope i know i know hey i dated That's... gemini's before and they're fucking the worst so my mom is a gemini <laughs> my mom my grandma my grandmother that i mentioned earlier that's aries my other grandmother's gemini like, aries and gemini's though always like always it's like an immediate always find each like, other friend <laughs> friend yeah my sister-in-law's a gemini my sister-in-law's a, yeah. my sister-in-law's a gemini and her moon is in virgo like you <laughs> if i see someone that i'm kind of like i want to be their friend and i bet you we'd be friends like almost every time they're an aries um okay so if your moon is an earth sign like us so that's Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn. You react to changing experiences with steadiness and stability. You feel most aligned with your inner world when being productive and working towards a goal, which I think is very, that is when I'm my most calm is when I know that I'm working towards something. How do you know your moon sign based so on your sun sign? It's not based on your sun oh. time. So that's where you would go into like one. That's a good question, though. This is why we're talking about it. So this is why we would go into like coast. So you need your, again, birth time, place, year, day. And you put that all into a yeah, calculator yeah. or somebody or a professional who does <laughs> these things. I am cheap. So I'm coming at it from broke bitch perspective. So app. Um, and they would give you your like top three. Your broke witch three. perspective. Yeah, we'll do yours. We'll do yours. Yeah, we'll do yours. I want to know. Um, so how do you feel it about was, the moon? What do you think? What are you going to say, Michi? <laughs> I was just thinking about, uh, we were talking about this like on the ride to SBI Fest and like Chris goes, so how do you know all of this? And my, I just went, because I'm autistic. I know that, but how do I find out what my signs are? And I was like, oh, that's what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> because I, like, I hyperfixate on my special interests and I zone in for like a year. Okay. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, where do I? And you're like, oh, yeah, like, uh, how do I find uh, this out? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I know, but I would have answered it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> like how do you know this this is how <laughs> i yeah, never have all this information yeah i'm a calculator yeah. <laughs> that is true though that is how honestly that is the how i you feel like it's so it. i feel like it's so hilarious i feel like my sun sign aries is like adhd and then my yeah. moon sign capricorn is autism like it's Absolutely. like they're just like, like in like the best ways <laughs> but yeah because 
Yeah, for sure. I do think like, again, not to use this in any negative way, I'm going to say this extremely neutral, but like Capricorn is definitely like the OCD of the signs for sure. Um, Gemini and Aries are the ADHD of the signs. Yeah, I'd say. I really, yeah. (laughs) It'd be so interesting to see if there were like certain signs that were like, I'm sure there's certain charts that are like would be prone to neurodivergency you know like I'm I'm sure someone who is yeah. an expert could like look at a churn chart and be like oh I totally see why you think the way you do and I again I think that's why it's so fascinating and once you like if you read like a daily news sun sign astrology like you most likely like won't necessarily relate to it but I would find it hard pressed that if you went to someone and like broke it down in this way that you would not I'd be shocked if someone wouldn't relate to it you know yeah um but what, yeah what's the website are you gonna do it cafe astrology.com cafe astrology okay while you do that we'll go into risings but yeah my moon sign is really important to me like although i have like the same i feel like the capricorn is really important to your identity too michi yeah hey because you're just it, so like you yeah. get shit done and i think like the way that i like to like figure out like why do things work the way they work or like how like Especially when it comes to things with the band where I'm like, I need to make a system to make this happen. (laughs) That's very much like an earth sign thing, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And anyways, I think that's such a like important pillar of who you are and like a really like positive part of who you are. Um, Okay. Rising sign. So it's also known as your ascendant sign. Um, So this is like your social personality. A lot of times this is kind of like how others can kind of perceive you. Um, It represents your physical body, outward style, manifestation of both your inner and outer world. Um, It helps you understand the type of energy that drives your physical body and overall approach to life. Okay, so um, Michi is Aquarius rising. Um, so it's an air sign. So that's kind of interesting that you have an air sign as a rising. I feel like that really like works well together. Um, so that would be Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius. Um, this says you are mentally quick, inquisitive, friendly, and prefer to express yourself verbally. You often approach life with the desire to understand the meaning of what or whom you encounter. And that includes being intentional with your movement. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it I love funny that. I wish you, I could be intentional with my movement. How, like, you hear saying how like um like you meet somebody and they're like automatically your friend, and a lot of the times as Aries, that's hundred percent with Aquarius I meet. My best mm. friend, uh, that's my maid of honor, was it, she she is just alive. I don't know why I said it was. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Something changed. She, no. <laughs> she is an, she's an Aquarius. Amazing. I love Aquarius, actually. They're good friends. Yeah. They're very good friends. Um I I don't know why that being intentional with your movement is like very interesting to me because that's something that like doesn't come natural for me. And like, again, with the yoga, one of the reasons I like it is because it makes me really intentional with my movement. So I just think that's fascinating to have that just be a part of who someone is. Yeah, I think so too. I I also feel like I connect with that with um, my neurodivergence and the way that I present myself to people being very intentional about not us, not stimming in front of everybody or like, this is the way I move when I'm around people. Like, 
That's so yeah. And I'm like someone who's like stimming, and then someone's (laughs) like, "Why are you doing that?" And I'm like, "Oh, (laughs) because I need to." (laughs) So your top three, yeah, because I have to. There's no other option, (laughs) or I might explode. Um, (laughs) So you're super balanced. Like you are earth, you are fire, and you are air. Yeah, that's so cool. I do. I do kind of feel like the negative traits of Aries and Capricorn together make me such an <laughs> angry person sometimes. I'm an angry, angry little being. <laughs> so I am double Earth air. So yes, Virgo rising. So if your rising is also an earth sign, so Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn, I am matter of fact and tend to focus on the material world. You often as a often have a steadfast approach to life that can be a grounding force, especially during stressful times for many. Um, and I do relate to that. Like, honestly, to a, to a fault, I think sometimes, yeah, focusing on the material world can not be a good thing. It can, like, lead to success, but it really depends on how you define success. So it's interesting just because I have the, like, double earth and then the air so it's kind of like two people trying to hold a balloon down so it can be very like confusing does that make sense where that I'm makes like, a lot of i just want to float yeah. away and be all wild and crazy and then there's like always constantly kind of like two people being like no come back down we gotta come we gotta back go to down work. we gotta Celine. do this yeah feet <laughs> on the ground Celine. <laughs> no i don't wanna not fun no, i can't <laughs> Okay, I is there anything else you want to add to that? Not really. Yeah, I, you really hit all the hit the males on the head. I'm pretty them. excited about yeah, <laughs> I hope this like piques people's interest. I just like I think that's to me, I guess that's a kind of like the general like disconnection of astrology for a lot of people. Is like, and obviously, again, you have to kind of try to do this. Like it's not handed to people so it's like like just the sun sign is so I'm like it is a little bit of like effort but I do find if you like haven't connected with astrology before doing this can help you connect with your astrology I think Joey just figured out his big three so yeah yeah. oh so you are Sag whoa holy shit whoa there's so many okay one two three four yeah four this is sag okay th- this nice. is maybe not perfect though because it didn't have the my town that i was born in so mm, that I makes a went, big difference i went for the closest one okay that um, could change things and i also don't know exactly when i was born but i think right. it was around 2 a.m so i put 2 a.m but your moon is sag i'm not like figuring out i always have a hard time with figuring out the like rising oh you're virgo rising <laughs> so we're both virgo rising that's funny nice I, what, what does that mean so you are you're, you're sag sag virgo you come across as grounded <laughs> we both probably have a get similar energy to other people get at it do we did, did we have a similar energy when you met us <laughs> no ish not really Na- yeah no me? i don't think so <laughs> She was turned up as fuck. And yeah, I was, I was drunk and you were not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. You're, you're you're grounded by grinding some leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he stays grounded is grinding That's some weed. how he weed. stays grounded. <laughs> get high to get Honestly, grounded. that was amazing. Slam. <laughs> fucking, Slam. Fucking dragged you. Shit. <laughs> fucking dragged you to hell. <laughs> okay, I think that's a perfect time to take a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think. 
Here we go. Okay, I'm back with more witchy with meat. Weechy. Weechy with meaty. Weechy with meaty. Again, Weechy with me. This episode of Checkered Past is brought to you by Blendjet. Slynn, you like to make smoothies? I make smoothies every single morning. Tell me about your smoothie journey. Well, I it's my only way I can get vegetables in my body because I like yummy brown golden fried delicious things. So I often call it my scurvy juice to prevent scurvy. What do you put in your smoothies every morning? Um, well, I am a little spinach bitch and a banana. Uh, pro tip, bananas make every smoothie taste good. Okay, banana, chocolate oat milk, and some like legit peanut butter, a little bit of spinach. You're laughing and that tastes like a delicious treat. Well, I just got a blend jet. What? And I've actually been able to make my smoothies fresher because I'll put the ingredients in and take it with me to work because it's portable and I'll make my smoothie like right, right, right before I drink it. You hit the nail on the head because Blendjet 2 by Blendjet is portable. So you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15 blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. We got a couple Blendjet 2s. I got mine with like... The black marble. It's like a fancy, like, it's very, faux marble. Yeah, thing. It's, it's got, like, kind of some doodly energy to it, yeah, I guess. A little mask. Uh, it's a little mask. I'm not a, always I have masked. a leopard print I got, one. I do some fems. Leopard print? Talk to me about your leopard print. It's pretty fucking fun. There was another leopard print there was that we, another were, one. we were spying. I, but, like, it was Rainbow Leopard. It was Lisa fucking Frank. Lisa fucking Frank, Lisa y'all. Fucking Frank. There's all kinds of crazy ass colors. That's one of the best things about Blendjet, too. So, here's what you need to do. Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today and be sure to use the promer code. The promer code. Use that promer code checkered12 to get 12% off your order and free two day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code checkered12 checkered12 to get 12% off your order and free 2-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Get it for your scurvy juice. Lisa fucking Frank. Witchy with Mitchie, three times. Witchy with Mitchie. Welcome back. We're back. You'll figure that out. If you clap hard enough, we'll appear. Now we're we're Tinkerbell. Before we were ghosts, but now we're Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. I'm using this. This is, that is, that is how we're getting from the break. This is, we're going. Okay, so we were going to compare our full birth charts. Oh yeah, that's I why I, that's why I charged my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be able I to like, look at coaster. <laughs> so if you need to reference that, okay, put yours to the side. We'll do yours another day, Joey. Your time will come. Today's not about you. Sounds good. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I did the same. I was like, this entire podcast relies on my phone being charged, <laughs> and it very often isn't. Um, so yours is like pretty interesting because you have like four Capricorn placements. Which is pretty crazy. <laughs> it is. Like I guess I'm really a Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so yeah, for me, like I kind of understand obviously like the signs and like the zodiacs and the ruling planets. Um, where things get foggy for me personally is like the degrees and the houses. It's certainly yeah. something I'd like love to know one day. Um, but yeah, that's where things get shaky for me um so we'll just sort of obviously just stay to like the zodiacs and the ruling planets um so yeah risings you're aquarius you have three um placements in aries so mercury venus and your sun uh two in gemini which is fun so jupiter and mars um scorpio in pluto and then capricorn uranus neptune saturn and your moon that's pretty cool Oh, wow. I'm um, trying to look at my chart. What is this app doing to me? Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Holy right? crap. What I think is kind of fun is your Merc. So Mercury is kind of like the ruling planet of communication. It's yeah. the like ruling planet of Gemini. Um, but you have your Mercury in Aries. Um, so that's like your you communicate like in the sign of Aries. So that's interesting. So I find spicy. that to be so funny because like in the song Retrograde, where the lyrics is the sun's in Aries and I should be on fire. But like the whole <gasps> thing is about Mercury being in retrograde. It's like kind of totally. like when Mercury's in retrograde during Aries, I melt. Like I I hey. I just can't function at that's all. That's a, so symbolic though. Like that is bringing so much truth because like it is that that's yeah. how your expression is when Mercury isn't retrograde. You probably feel a lot of like fiery like energy. I've, um, I've become a stream mess. <laughs> I'm the so, hottest mess there is when Mercury's in retrograde in Aries. I feel bad for so everyone around me. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, they think fast and start conversations with enthusiasm. They're likely to yell. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I thought that was because I was Italian. <laughs> Again, column A, column B. Nature versus nurture. <laughs> <laughs> it says it's in your second house, which again, I don't quite know, but it says it's they're curious about and inclined to analyze what is valuable to them, uh, their resources and what they want. Uh, I Oh, my God, this is wild. So your Venus is in Aries. So that's like how you love. So the way that you love is also in like fiery and like in that theme of Aries. My husband's a um, fire sign. So. <laughs> That's fun. Woo! No. <laughs> Woo! Woo! It's a lot this of fun. Like, yeah, we get the sitcom. Like, ooh. <laughs> exactly. We need a laugh track, too. <laughs> um, this is funny. They alternate between seeming demanding and disinterested in the relationship. Oh, geez. That's me to a T. Holy shit. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Um, your romantic side is enthusiastic, impulsive, and direct. Fall in love quickly and out of love just as fast. Tend to be forthright and direct with their crushes, even if they haven't confessed. You make a lot of inside jokes, uh, touch people a lot, and maintain eye contact, which could be shaky with neurodivergency depending where people land. 
Uh, they alternate between seeming demanding and disinterested. Yeah, that's where that is. That's funny. <laughs> um, your Mars is in Gemini, which is interesting. So that's like how you assert yourself to take action, any sort of like aggression and probably confrontation. Um, hmm. Learned it from my mama. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Hey, because your mom's a Gemini, right? My mom is a Gemini. Yeah. Um, you push things forward with lots of energy, um, sometimes without focus. That's funny. That's such a Gemini thing. <laughs> and I thought that was because I had ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> Again, all these things. Column A, sense. column B. <laughs> column A, column B. Um, your Jupiter is also in Gemini. Yeah, Jupiter is one that I don't quite understand, I'll be honest. It says uh, rules idealism, optimism, and expansion. Hmm. Um, you grow and find understanding through curiosity, mental adventure, trying new things. I do like so. to try new things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Saturn is in Capricorn, which is interesting because it's a social planet. Um, responsibility, restrictions, limits, boundaries. That's all Saturn fears and self-discipline. Yours is in Capricorn. So you struggle with sense or could struggle with responsibility, ambition, uh, conservatism, repressed emotions. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck conservatism. <laughs> um, and your Uranus is also in Capricorn. That's a, apparently more of a generational thing, Uranus. So um, we would be the same in that. Okay. Um, so it's typically kind of more of like a generational thing. So like a lot of, I guess, but it's seven years, so it wouldn't be all millennials, but it would be like relatable Good for chunk. like people in your same age group you'd have that in common with. So that's Uranus, which I actually find really interesting. So um, so our generation, um, uh, innovation, rebellion, progress, um, shocked by our generation's sense of responsibility, seriousness, seriousness rationality, and um, hunger for power, which I don't necessarily relate to, but um, mm -hmm. eh, maybe that's not true. <laughs> Uh, Neptune and Capricorn. Neptune is again, it's more of a generational thing because it would be uh, every 14 years, which is also kind of interesting because that means there's two generational planets that are in Capricorn. So dreams, imagination, and unconscious. So Neptune and Capricorn, uh, the entire generation finds inspiration through hard work, responsibility, seriousness, and ambition, which I would really say is a millennial trait. Yeah. So you could really how, how many millennials do you know work themselves until they're to burnt death? Out? We're all yeah. fucking burnt out. Yeah. So Neptune and Capricorn is millennial. So yeah. that's so fascinating. Um, lastly, Pluto is in Scorpio. Um, again, these last three actually, or whatever, Pluto and Scorpio is also generational. So that would be um, all of us. So that'd be Joey. That'd be most people listening. So. Um, Power, intensity, obsession, and control. That's really interesting because that's a very Scorpio thing. Um, so the generation psyche is passionate, intense, serious, private, self-obsessed, and perceptive, which I think is pretty interesting as far as like social media and how that's really grown in those 30 years where it yeah. can kind of come off a bit narcissistic. We all had to live at a point in time where there was no social media and then there was. Like, it's like very weird when you think about right. it for the whole generation. Like, it's like, I remember a time right. when I didn't have a computer in my house. Like, 
weird that so apparently that's like one of the definitions of millennial is like um having internet and then no internet right joe and gen z always grew up with the internet yeah i I, i'm kind of a weird uh person because i grew up at a time when the internet was fairly widespread but i grew up in a place where it was remote and i did not have it I didn't actually have the internet until I moved out on my own when I was 17, but it was something that like you living in the city would have had in your house at right. the time. Right? right. So it was, yeah, but, but that, that's where socioeconomics come yeah. into play. But that, that's yeah. what they say. Usually it's, it's somewhere around there is where the generational changes. Okay. So now I'm going to read, I'm going to read Celine's chart. So we already know from before that Celine is a Gemini sun sign and a Virgo moon sign and a Virgo ascendant. And that's it on those Virgo signs. Nothing else Ooh. is in Virgo. Just those two big, big ones. ones. Then she has two signs that are in Taurus, which are Venus and Mercury. And Venus basically is how you love. And it says that uh, her romantic side is oriented <laughs> towards comfort and stability. She moves mm-hmm. slowly and deliberately at the beginning of relationships. She wants something sweet and simple. A.K.A. Joey. So Lynn's Mercury is in Taurus, which is the way that she communicates. And it says that that her intellect is extremely practical and deliberate. So much like the same way that she expresses love deliberately, she communicate deliberately yeah that's interesting the way i express love and the way i communicate are similar Hmm. very deliberate Hmm. she sticks with ideas that make sense to her when she's thought through them yeah to the death (laughs) people like to hear what she thinks because she's practical though sometimes Hmm. she might seem narrow-minded i don't know if that's true i never thought you were narrow-minded no i would say in like life and like talking to people I wouldn't say I'm narrow-minded I'd say when I have a plan that I (laughs) Joey's nodding his head when I have like oh this is gonna be the day and I have a plan like I would say that's when it becomes narrow-minded and Uh, that's definitely that's a neurodivergent thing one two three four I saw this going this way and that's the way it has to go (laughs) yeah and I don't necessarily like I'm I've worked on myself to get better at being more like okay like let's go with the flow and go with plan b but i do have a hard time going away from plan a i really like plan a <laughs> i really wish it's a good plan, plan. <laughs> now i'm starting to wonder if it was diglo's chart somewhere because diglo is the same way <laughs> totally <laughs> he gets like very like fixated like this is the plan and then i have to be like oh you gotta go with the flow just just yeah it's, it's just, that's the plan's not happening you gotta <laughs> accept that the plan's not happening yeah you gotta let it yeah, go. This is showbiz, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we're running on punk time now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even, yeah, especially in your circumstances. Yeah, um, playing shows. So I said that you have your two signs in Taurus, but then you also have three in Capricorn. So we already learned that Uranus and Neptune being in Capricorn is a millennial thing. That we're we're all basically like that, right? But yeah. your Saturn is also in Capricorn. So I want to I want to know what that means. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, Saturn is a social planet and it rules responsibility, 
restrictions, limits, boundaries, fears, and self-discipline. Your Saturn being in Capricorn means that you struggle with your sense of responsibility, ambition, conservatism. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Repressed <laughs> emotions, obsess- obsessions with money and power. So, um, so I you, believe you, we both had that. Yeah, I think that was true for me too. Now I think of it. Yeah. Oh, it says, yeah, underneath it, it says similar to you. <laughs> so yeah, mine yeah, was it the has same. your name there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's interesting. I would say so. Yeah. Because of like, yeah, I'd say I'm very like, uh, yeah, I, I almost like that's almost something, not that I would consider a flaw, but it's certainly maybe not my like most favorite part of myself, if that yeah. makes any sense. I feel like, yeah, that's something that you probably face a lot. I think in that's shadow a tough work, one, right? To be honest. Like, I feel like that's something you face a lot in shadow work. Yeah. I actually, this is reading shadow work to me. This is reading yeah. like trauma. <laughs> yeah. These are the things that I beat myself up the hardest about. Totally. <laughs> I was sure. like, oh, this is a spicy one. I don't think I love, Ooh. I think having a Saturn in Capricorn is not an easy path. And that's also a lot with um, when you go into like degrees and type of houses is like, that's when you can really be like, why was this area of my life difficult? And it, it can, it can break that down. So that's an interesting one. I don't know if I like it, but I can't choose it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you could do about it. That's just no. where the stars were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, your Mars is in Pisces. Which is fascinating. Mars is the planet of aggression. Determines how you assert yourself. Take action and the energy that surrounds you, particularly in your sex life, ambitiousness, and when you're angry. Mars is in Pisces, meaning that she asserts herself in ways that are dreamy, intuitive, and thoughtful. And you push forward things with imagination and emotion. So it kind of sounds like things that would make you angry, you tend to really think out and go with the flow. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean it's like a coping mechanism, but it's not a bad yeah. that one I like. It's a very like yeah, juxtaposing thing. Like Pisces is like water and emotions and like flowing and like Mars is like fire and aggression. So it's like yeah. I like that I approach those topics with that like emotion and fluidity i'd say that's the whatever the saturn and capricorn is probably my like least liked part of myself and like probably one of my most liked part of myself is the mars and pisces anyways that's a good way to look at it your jupiter is in cancer jupiter rules idealism optimism and expansion and all your Jupiters in Cancer means that you grow and find understanding through emotions, intuition, and care. That kind of almost relates to the Pisces one. <laughs> I feel totally. like, like maybe sometimes uh, in situations you rely on your intuition a little bit more heavily. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a really good. Oh, we did the Capricorns. The Pluto and think... Scorpio. Is that Was that something... That's generational. Mm, that right? was a generational. Okay. So we got that one. Did I miss something? Mm, I think Saturn in cat. Oh, no, we already did. No, I, I think we're done. Saturn. Yeah, we oh, did all nice. the things. Oh, cool. I think we did all the things. That was fun. <laughs> oh, was- where's the... Hold on. I'm just going to do the little... Like, where we're... We can just, like, chat about, like, our little compatibility thing. We're using the CoStar app right now, which I know has, like, some... <laughs> Um, controversy around like I guess the owner 
has done some readings intentionally. I mean, I w- I haven't paid for like the readings through the app. I just use the free stuff. But like they have admitted on Twitter to like giving someone a, a not completely trustful reading to challenge them. And they kind of like said that they did that on Twitter. Anyways, I just want to like acknowledge that. But Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. So I'm like. Yeah, so I guess just something to keep in mind. Um, oh wow! Okay, That's interesting. Um, I'm just looking at our little like compatibility thing. So our what we have in harmony is maturity and drive. Look at us; we did a podcast. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> now there's two of them. Shared maturity and of, drive this time. <laughs> there's two of them. <laughs> shared spirit of inquiry look at us being curious about this cosmos together <laughs> and we're open and real it's pretty really? real. yeah this is pretty open and real pretty open and real <laughs> in flux so i guess this is just like ambiguous is mental connection or misunderstanding trust issues or vulnerability that's i have that in flux with every single human i've ever met (laughs) (laughs) is that that relatable i I think also me too (laughs) yeah i was like that's not personal challenges power games i don't think we did we literally no we're just like hey do you want to well i think i'm talking too much about myself would you like to do this (laughs) playing games with each other i don't know about that no yeah, no, um, I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all. <laughs> Disagree. And this is where the co-star app is wrong. No. <laughs> okay. Stop well, telling was... us free stuff that's wrong, co-star. Yeah, I know. I know. I also was just kind of like, okay, like I'm no, hey, to everyone, whatever, pay whatever you want to whoever you want. But um. I'm like, I think the free stuff is fairly safe. Like some of the wording of things are pretty ambiguous and nonsensical, but like, I guess as with everything and as with astrology in general, and we're about to go into our tarot segment, um, like, you know, basing important, crazy, life-changing decisions based on a card bowl and how you (laughs) interpret it is probably not like the greatest decision. You know, you kind of have to take, be a little more... not cautious but like these things are really complex it's not so like black and white so if you are trained it's not something that I would base crazy intense life decisions on that's all and it's kind of introspective right it's to get you thinking about stuff for yourself right not not to make the decision for you okay I think it's tarot time I'll take it to you Michi so I prepared a little bit about tarot, if that's cool. I'm so excited. Do you want to hear it? Okay. I'm so, so excited. To, so tarot is a kind of divination, which is like um, considered a practice for um, seeing the future or seeing within yourself. Uh, and it's called cardomancy, which is, which div- is badass as divination hell. by playing cards. And uh, it was originally founded in the mid 15th century in Italy which I just found out today. I did not know that it was like an I didn't Italian know that thing. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe this is why this makes sense to me because mm-hmm. it's just in my roots. Um, it's your DNA. It's in my DNA. Um, so I discovered that. 
And some of the pictures that are on tarot cards are like really intense and they relate to different occult and esoteric practices included, including, but not limited to Roman mythology, Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism, Egyptian mysticism and Indian tantric practices. So, um, I just wanted to mention, I did, my brother did the DNA test and I am partially Egyptian, (laughs) which, uh, I was like, okay, cool. And, um, I, you know, I found the original word for tarot where it came from and the Italian is tarocchi or tarocchi. And it's still very popular in uh, Sicilian divination these days and, and worldwide, of course. But like that's kind of it's from even from where it started, it's still that popular. And through trade, it spread all over Europe and especially to France, where the word tarot originates. Tarot or tarot, however you want to say it. That all. And um, when I read tarot, I use the Rider Weight deck, which is like kind of like your your classic basic deck with all of like uh, the pictures are very like familiar. When you see a picture of a tarot card in uh, in a movie or in like pop culture, it's most likely from the Rider Weight deck. Uh, Each card can be read either facing upright or in reverse. There's some people that completely refuse to read the reverse, which um, (laughs) right. It makes it a lot easier if you only read it going one way, but there's a but lot of things to learn from that. It like usually it, has like a fairly different meaning when it's reversed. Oh, it's yeah. It can be completely it's different. real different. Like sometimes like literally the polar opposite of what the card means. Like if you pull the yeah. hanged man upside down. That's, oh my gosh. The hanged man. The hanged man's upright upside, And the hanged right? man upside down. They're totally different things. Yeah. Completely different things. There's uh so. People actually just physically play cards with tarot. Um, And there's like actual playing card decks still in Italy that are like different. There's all different kinds of tarot decks, all different parts of um, Europe. But the one that most of society is going to be familiar with is the Rider Waite deck. And um, there's two sections for the tarot decks. People who play them as cards are never going to call them this. So there's the Major Arcana. Mm -hmm. which is almost like a story and it tells the story of like the fool and his or her journey from um, innocence and like carefreeness to enlightenment. And each card has a picture from that story from beginning to end. And um, when you pull a major arcana card, it's kind of most likely going to be relating to a life changing or more permanent experience in your life. Um, and each card has a number assigned to it on the top in like Roman numerals. So that could be related to numerology, which I find to be really interesting. So that's the major arcana. There's like so many different characters, like the hanged man, the magician. They're all really fun. I recommend really everyone fun. like go and look through the major arcana and like, I don't know. They're just like the most badass pieces of art um, and all the different interpretations get of them. Super freaked by the devil. <laughs> the, the devil, I feel like you look at, and that card is just straight up kinky. Yeah, like, it's just sexy. It's like, <laughs> like it's like he's sitting there in the chair, the devil, and he's got two pe- two naked people in chains. Like it's he's like doing very, right. yeah, like it's like so the, oh, you devil, like one of those. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's I'm a sexy more scared. Devil. You'd think you'd be scared, mo- the most scared of the devil and death card, but I am the most scared of the tower card. Oh and my once god! Once you do more tarot, you the, will understand that the worst pulled, card you can pull is the tower. 
I want, I, I'm going to like actually like verbally describe the tower because I think it is the most terrifying card there is. It's the one that my heart just falls out of my chest when I, when pull. I see it, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, what I is coming? Like people, people will be like scared of the death card because it's like, and I'm like, great new beginnings, love it. In and he looks all like, it looks like badass. And I maybe because death is cool. like, the death is like a punk, punk ass looking card and it's not also, scary. It's typically, it's typically, it has meant death to me before, but it also sometimes has just been like blessings in disguise. Like it's just like things ending that don't serve you anymore. That's typically yeah. what death, death has meant for me. I feel like death as a card almost like is like a, when, when a door closes, open a window or whatever that saying is. Totally. Right. It, I don't know. I forgot what the actual saying is, but like the tower is like literally a picture of a tower where it's like the top of the tower got struck by lightning and is on fire and people are <laughs> jumping out of the tower like crying like into like a big pile of sharp rocks like it is like it's just like everything going wrong so that that one's like the scariest of the major arcana i agree whenever i pull that one i Person. just like want to scream yeah. <laughs> um, so like the, the major arcana usually relates to like things that would be more permanent lasting in your life and the minor arcana represents more of your like lesser day-to-day things that maybe won't matter in a year from now but matter right now yeah and um it's kind of like your, your lesser secrets so within those minor arcana cards there are different suits which all actually relate very well to astrology there's a cups card there's which is water related to water pentacles which is related to money um, and that could be very related to like birth, swords, and wands. Wands represent creative forces, pure energy, passion, and willpower. Cups represent feelings, emotions, relationships, and everything that connects humans together. Swords represent your mental energy, intelligence, clarity, knowledge, and ideas. And pentacles represent your body, health, home, nature, finances, and all things material. And then within each of that, each, each suit, there are there's an ace, a king, a queen, a knight, and a page, and each of them represent um, could be representative of different people coming in and out of your life. They could represent yourself. They could represent masculine or feminine sides to your personality. And um, then there's also numbers on each of the coins uh, or the car- coins, the cards. So, like let's say you pull the the four of pentacles. The four of pentacles represents something um, very specific to the number four. And like the picture on the card, um, and that's my spiel about <laughs> like the history. Yeah, no, of, it's, of I don't think a lot of people know. Like, so yeah, you could pull a four of swords and four of cups, and yeah, yeah, it's, and then the yeah minor and major arcana. Those are kind of like the two major things. I like still need a little booklet to like remind myself. Like the major arcana I can get, but the minor arcana like I cannot pull and totally there's understand. So many on cards my own yet. There's just so many cards, and there's so much to know. Um, and then it's, again, it's a lot of reversed. There's a different meaning, and you have to so. like figure out what is that. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> like. And, and like, not everyone agrees even, uh, even on further what it between means. each number being something different so it's like the f- all the fours can kind of relate to this or all the fives relate to like f- fights in your life or confrontations and, and deck has different art like it's all yeah. based essentially on the deck that you're speaking of the writer smith weight deck yeah um 
but there's also like the Anton Levy, Levy, whatever, um, Satanist deck that like looks at things a bit differently. And then obviously everybody's art is like a different interpretation. So you can like have a lot of understanding based on the art, but you, it, it's, it's a huge world. There's, there's so much to learn all the time. And I feel like, um, like sometimes I feel like I pull a card and I'm like, I have, I couldn't tell you what this means. <laughs> Still, yeah, totally. like, I like, like I, 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 I like haven't have my little book, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> I gotta look this up. Um, or I yeah. need like my cheat sheet. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yes. this is what this generally means. I try to read it off of um, the image, most of all, what's totally. happening in the image and the symbolisms in the image. So if like, I think if like, you get out of your head, picture, yeah. I try. I, I try to way connect to, do it. to it the most intuitively as possible, but like sometimes that's I think not that's, always right. <laughs> no, but I think that's the best way. I do. Yeah, I think it's. it's I think it's one of the better ways to learn how to do it because it's it's hard. Absolutely, there's a there's a lot of information. Um, so like I personally, this is D- Digla's favorite way of me reading is when I do the past, present, and future. So there's even. Mm-hmm. things change in meaning related on the cards that are surrounding the cards that you pull. So if you just pull one card, that means one thing you could pull a whole spread and people make up all these different spreads all the time. It could be like, totally. um, you know, I could do 12 card spread and that could be, this is what's going to happen for the next year. Um, yeah. or I could pull for how many, how many different like astrology signs there are. And this is what's going to happen to each one of the sun signs. Like, so many in the, the Celtic cross is like the most. I love um, the Celtic commonly. cross pole. I do like that one, but I can never remember all those different little things. Like no, so I have things. to look it up every like, time. I literally, <laughs> I, ha- I have to like write it down. Okay, I pulled this one for this and this one for that. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that makes sense. And that makes sense. And that makes sense. But like, like in real time, like trying to relate that to someone else while they're listening, I, I'm like, oh, you're gonna tell me my future, like. I try not to take it as literally <laughs> when I pull the cards or when I'm listening totally. to someone else pull the cards. Cause like sometimes it's just like I pulled this card and it's something that was like in the back of your head, like screaming at you, like in your dreams or just a thought you had while you were in the shower. And it's like, Oh, remember you thought about this? <laughs> like, and then that card comes up and it's like, this, this is representing something in your subconscious that you weren't straight up thinking about, or you didn't expect to happen or, may not even really happen to you, but it's something that you're fearful will happen to you. Totally. So that's my spiel. That's where it can really teach you about you, even things that you don't even know about you. Yeah. And it is really cool because some, some people like even like therapists, my therapist, for example, uh, uses tarot. Like she doesn't pull pull tarot for me, but like she pulls tarot for herself and she'll tell me about like, oh, that's what this means or that's what this means. And like every now and then, like it's like my therapy session will be like, look at this one. And she's, she's got like a deck of like cats. Like it's like a cat deck. It's so, (laughs) so adorable. She's like, you have to see, look at the cat in this picture. And the cats are sitting this way. And that means this. So like. Amazing. I love my therapist. I do. Yeah. I was like, wait, does she do Zoom meetings? Can I should take new people on? Um, one of my favorite decks I have is like, I'm sure you've seen is like the modern witch tarot deck. I have it's not seen really, that one, no. Oh, it's super like inclusive. So there's kind of like oh like yes, androgynous I have seen that one. characters. I feel like you have yeah, totally. I've seen it in and the it's store. like 
It's super diverse. I'll like send one too. I actually like have an extra one. I will send. It's like it's my favorite deck. I love oh, it so thank much. You. Um, one of my favorite ones is like the fool, and I always just think it's me. It's like just this like little seventies chick. And she's like on the edge of a cliff and she's like staring at her phone. She's like dancing all happy, but she's like right on the edge of a cliff. And I just think it's like so perfect for what the fool is. Yeah. It's like you're just like head in the clouds, not paying attention to what's going on. Like Carefree. it's just so the fool. Like, I don't know, just the way because I have some other decks that are just like fun to look at, but like maybe not as like symbolic of what like the card is but I think the modern witch deck does like a really beautiful job of like honoring that writer smith like meaning and kind of like taking it into a modern way and like it's nice it's really yeah and that's probably maybe why you like the writer smith is like as an intuitive reader um I think that is one of the better decks to be intuitive with yeah you know? I, I really I do rely on the images and the photo to be like me too. So, so something something's coming. Even like something is coming your way. Like I think that's like, like a really pure form of reading. I like I I wish I had like every single thing memorized, but I still very much like let's go with the flow. Like whatever how comes long out. Ish have you been doing like tarot and like kind of experimenting about with three it? years? Okay, um, I've, I've been reading oracle cards for about. 20 years maybe less than okay that. i do like, love a good oracle card yeah I've ha i have many oracle decks and i've been following like i've been doing that for years and it wasn't until recently that i kind of got less scared about doing tarot i think because like i was scared because there's so many things so i was many, scared i was so many things to learn and i was like i don't think yeah. i could do that and um i have a friend who's a tarot reader and um she's a virgo <laughs> my, my friend Rory has a actually has a tarot podcast that I listen to and she doesn't she doesn't really read it in um she almost I would say like if I was going to describe her as a witch I would say like she's almost like more um atheist in her witch case okay. yeah and um very much reads things from when Rory does a reading for you 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 very much get the idea that you're like talking to an old she's my old friend but like Everything she says is what's is such so much caring and comes from a place where it's like almost like you're talking to your therapist. <laughs> like very like she That's like nice. Very much says things in a way that like it's like 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 you pulled the tarot card, like you pulled this tower card and you should be like, you know, like it doesn't come across as like you should be terrified. Like it's like she'll she'll explain it in a way that's like, you know, things look like they're gonna be really bad and like, you know. I like that. I do have, um, I do think that is important to be, so I listened to this one podcast um, that I will like totally recommend uh, to everyone. It's called Tarot for the Wild Soul. It's by Lindsay Mack. It's how I've like, she, uh, or they, sorry, they're a binary person, a non-binary person. Um, they do a really beautiful job of like combining actually tarot and astrology and they do readings for the month ahead and then they pull cards like weekly and they're extremely like trauma informed and they're like really kind of positive about each card so I know like Lindsay Mack does a very good kind of like deep dive into like why you shouldn't be scared of the tower and like this is how I interpret it and again yeah. very like trauma informed very like aware of socioeconomics and how all these different things like play into different situations, like even in like race, et cetera. And like, anyways, so I will like, re like, anyways, it's also important to 
kind of maybe reach or try to be mindful of like who is doing your readings and making sure that they are trauma informed and coming from maybe even a similar place as you very similar to a therapist, right? Like, yeah, you want someone that can understand your personal experience as I guess much as possible, because I think that would be a better reading. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, yeah, someone who is going to see things from both your lens and then explain it from the outside. That's, yeah. that's the best reader to have. And Absolutely. Yeah, I'm all for that. So I believe that you want me to do a poll for everybody. If you don't mind. Okay. I'm going to go with my Whatever deck like. that has the words on it. But I'm going to be straight up. We we did this on Mega Wednesday recently. And everyone was just kind of like, that deck is full of bad energy. So I since then, there was that was right before the full moon. I put it out in the window by the full moon. And <laughs> cleansed it. It's been it was sitting in a bag of salts, and it was literally. But this deck, literally, like one day was like I pulled the two of cups, which is like a card that represents like romance and friendships, and maybe trying to um, see like where people see eye to eye and agree on things and don't agree on things. But this deck, the meaning of the two of cups on it. It, it was just like, not soulmates, divorce. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're a minor arcana card, sit down. <laughs> know your place, be minor. Okay? Yeah. Divorce? <laughs> Fuck you. Divorce. Yeah. Like the card said divorce. <laughs> the, the card should have said divorce. And I was like, what are you talking about? So usually I ask the people that I'm rooting for to give me a number of how many times they want me to shuffle. I've shuffled twice. <laughs> I like five. Five? Okay, I'm going to keep going then. That's a lot of shuffling. Okay. I'm already on three. It's not that much. I am an odd numbers girl. (laughs) Even numbers seems too obvious. One or three are also odd numbers. You're an odd number. Sometimes. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. This deck definitely has like an energy of like, stop shuffling me <laughs> one more okay, one okay. more one more like all okay. your fucking capricorn placements psychos um <laughs> virgos um yeah so cleansing is kind of so yeah you can cleanse things through the full moon typically after like a reading especially with someone else you want to sort of like yeah. cleanse your deck i do a lot of like incense clearing i don't know about you I, I tend to use like smoke and try to like, and it's a lot of intention, I think, more than what you use, if you agree. I think so. I mean, like for me personally, um, because of like Reiki, I tend to right. go towards sigils. And, <laughs> I'm telling you about um, this. <laughs> I, t- I tend to look like, like all that is. <laughs> I tend I tend to lead towards Lord's sigils and like using okay. salt, right. using oil. Um, that's one thing I forgot to mention before that I uh, literally put olive oil on my face. <laughs> I love that Ricky's though. Bubbles. And like, I'll do that. I like to my the idea of doing too. sigils. I want to do that more. It's it, they say it's chaos magic, but like I'm like straight up using Reiki, so I'm like I don't think it's chaos magic. Yeah, I guess I did promise I'd only use white magic, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> It looks so, badass as hell, so. The card that I pulled is the Knight of Swords, which the, like, the picture has, like, uh, a knight. And he's got his sword up in the air. He's, like, charging on a horse, and the horse is running. 
and there's like clouds in the sky it's daytime the trees are like blowing around it's a windy day and his cape has like a bunch of little gray birds on it and even the horse has like some little red birds and yellow butterflies and um so the knight of swords according to this card has has the meanings on it represents a man under 40 about to enter your life um joey (laughs) yeah i was like that could be i um conceals his emotions has a military demeanor disciplined Hmm. So my my idea that Knight of Swords is actually totally different than what this. Oh, okay. <laughs> the only thing here that we could say can relate to Joey is says engineer, engineer yeah. Joey, <laughs> engineer Joey. <laughs> so he's been I, a knight for Halloween before. I have. Hell yeah! So I I personally relate the Knight of Swords very heavily to Diglo. Um, just in terms of his personality, he's a very like charge ahead kind of person and the cards like charging ahead and like the swords are like represent like your um your knowledge and your ideas so it's kind of like here's these ideas and i'm coming at them with like full oh my god i feel that so much (laughs) right now like in with even just doing this podcast and in life in general i don't know if you feel that way i think also it's like a a springtime energy like we're all totally let's go Let's fucking yeah, go. We're like post hibernation, we're like, I'm going. I'm getting on my horse. I got my sword. Here they are. Here it comes. <laughs> did you I'm ever here. have? Did you ever have a tarot reader tell you that a card represents you specifically? No. My very my very first reading, very cool. first reading ever. The tarot reader said, "The Queen of Cups, this is you." <laughs> and then, like, <gasps> I remember at the time, she was like, "This is." It was reversed when she pulled it, and she said. You are the kind of person that lets all of your feelings in the cup just bubble up. And you keep that lid on until they can't they can't stay in the cup anymore and they overflow. And I was kind of like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, yeah. This, this was like me at like 17 years old getting read for the first time. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, but as yeah, as time good. as time goes on, like the, all the positive things about the Queen of Cups that she's like nurturing and she has like all this love to give and she's creative and like all these things about her, I was like kind of like that's me. But even like her worst things where she's like you know when it's flipped over, it's like that's me too. <laughs> totally, that's interesting. So like I I even have like in my in in my idea of like who other people in the deck are too sometimes i relate cards to other people and i don't i'm i don't know why i do that but i just do no i love that i honestly again like when you say that just like the fool i like i know that's not like maybe i don't even mean that in an unkind way because there's something about the fool that like i almost aspire to be in a way yeah if that makes sense like, like the, that the fool, like literally is ready to go like, yeah <laughs> now the fool the, uh, in in the rider weight deck has like um has like a package on his back like he's ready yeah. to go he wants to travel he, that represents like the i'm ready to go i'm gonna go mm-hmm. and like you're not thinking about like like think like the ground can fall out from underneath you you don't care like i'm gonna go it's time and there's to go. something like as, like there's something I love about that. So like I have to say I'm the, I'm the fool. I like it's just something about especially when I saw the like modern witch deck where I was like this is me. I've never seen a card that was like more me in my life. Like I was just like in a good and bad way. There's something that I almost want like more of that and less of that in my life. Yeah, like Probably you're you're ready. You. You're ready to journey. 
you're ready yeah. for the journey, but you don't yeah. want to start that journey all over again. No, God no. <laughs> right? Like I'm, oh I'm not God, ready. To, God, no. I don't want. I don't want to start over all over again either. <laughs> like, I would say if I could go back, I wouldn't. No, me neither. If someone gave me the option to go back, I'm like, no thanks. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of starting over. I'm so let's, tired. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> let's knight of swords the shit. Yeah, the fool. We're ready. Yeah, <laughs> we're bringing along our happy little white dogs too. <laughs> Yeah, I love that in the background. There's just a little tiny dog. Little white dogs. Yeah, (laughs) and I have little beige dogs. Well, they're gone now. (laughs) But I have little beige dogs. Let's go. Um, Okay, how does that feel? I think that feels really good. I'm stoked on this. Did I? I I probably could go more to the Knight of Swords if you want me to, but I don't have to. Well, kind of like I, I think a that, little bit more you think we're time we're pretty time we're like over time <laughs> i could do this for like another hour okay we'll say we'll cut it off there for now do we have an ending scoffermation so maybe we can go circle back to the to the original there because that's what we do in yoga as well is we yeah. also just like you have your intention at the beginning of your practice and you repeat that same intention at the end of your practice so I actually love that how would we repeat our scoffermation we must have pride and strength we must have pride and strength and live with a positive mental attitude and live with a positive mental attitude hell yeah and that's Getting Weechi with Michi. How do you feel? I feel good. I probably should have said more about the Knight of Swords. It wasn't about Diglo, and I'm sorry. No. (laughs) But I just thought it was funny that that was the card I pulled because that's the one that reminds me of him. So I think it's sweet. (laughs) It was meant to be. Actually, you didn't say enough, and now it's called Getting Weechi without Michi. (laughs) (laughs) Every other episode is just a dig. (laughs) There was literally a card still in here. What the hell? That was a sneaky card. Page of Cups. What was it? It was a Page of Cups. It's a stupid hat. The Page of Cups is the one where the guy is wearing a tunic and it's got a bunch of like flowers, and then he has a hat on that's like an ugly fish hat. And then there's a fish inside the cup talking to the hat. Okay, this is trolling us. This is this is the page. The page of cups said you guys are doing too much. Stop it. Fish cup. It literally signifies a male under thirty. That's Diglo. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. May lack social skills or education. (laughs) Whoa, slam! (laughs) We we got some. Some uh, autistic person under thirty. Yeah, I was gonna. Arch- works yeah. in a direct and brutally honest. Like what the? Since when was the page of okay, cups autistic? Card said, yeah, that card said autism with its old chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've got questions for you. Yeah. Uh, do you so, want to engineer yeah, Joey so, with so the question? We to our checker pass Discord, and we got these questions. Uh, our first one is from uh, the man himself, from from Rob. our Discord. So if you want to be asked questions, you can join the Mega Infinity Discord on their Patreon. Yes. Yep. No, or, it's free. It's free to join our Discord. 
Oh, you're the best. Um, well, you should the support them. And Mega Wednesdays are the best. And um, right, I guess we do plugs at the end. Huh? Yeah, whatever. But you could join our Discord. So this is the uh, spinoff of Checkered Past the Godcast. So you could join us on our Patreon yeah. and ask a question. Uh, so yeah, the first one is from Checkered Past himself, Rob. Uh, <laughs> if you could design a tarot deck, what would the theme be? Ooh. I'm going to go with Sailor Moon. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm sure there is one out there, but like, yeah, that's what I would do. A Scarrow deck? Scarrow deck. (laughs) Uh, What would the like emperor be? Would it be um, uh, Prince Buster? (laughs) 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 What's the next question? Uh, (laughs) This one is from Chip, the meme lord Chip. Meme lord. You can find meme him on Lord, meme the Lord. Twitters and on our discords and such. Uh, he said, um, this is from his partner. Um, do you use only the major arcana or the minor arcana as well? And does it depend on the reading? Well, you kind of went over that, Yeah, right? we kind of went over that. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely so. use both. He was, so he... Both. But I guess if you're starting out, you could use just one until you yeah. learn all of it and then... I don't, I don't know. That's what they recommend, but I don't really care. They are the most the badass and the most fun. <laughs> the major, I will say personally, the, the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're They're the like big the, guys, the main movie stuff. And then the, but I would say the other ones are like you the couldn't... TV shows in between. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't want a reading without the, both personally. Fair. Yeah. I find that pretty terrifying if it was only major stuff. Me too. I'm like, you're not getting the full story. And a lot of those cards are really intense. So I would yeah. like a couple of the minor to like so you'd soften argue the that blow. So you the minor is necessary. Gotta be in there. Yeah. I'd say so. It's yeah. Balance. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Even though there's there a lot go. more minor than there are features. Yeah. Way more. <laughs> by that's, a lot. That's, that's life. Life is the same way. Yeah. Truly. It can't, it can't all be big all the time. That's no. Right. Uh, okay. So we got one more. And this is from uh, H-Town. And he says, in Carmen, a hip hopera, Wyclef Jean says, <laughs> plays a psychic who uses tarot to foretell Beyonce's misfortune and death. He goes on to sing a song with the refrain, but the cards never lie. Is this true? Can you think of a time the cards lied? So is that question implying that somebody read Beyonce's card and foretold that she'll die? We're all gonna die. This is an example of it being wrong. <laughs> and are there other? Well, he's he's saying that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. No, that White Clef Jean said that the cards never lie. That that's like right. he's just quoting that lyric. Yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. also a part of it. Um, I wouldn't say that the cards ever lie. I think that it really, I think it really is up to your interpretation. I definitely have been frustrated by pulling cards and, but I think there's always like a different way to look at the card. Yeah. I don't think the cards ever lie. What do you think? There was one day where I pulled from the quick and easy rider weight, which has the meanings on it. And I pulled everything, like literally the same cards with the rider weight deck immediately after but whoa, the first time I pulled them was reversed, and the second time I pulled them was upright. Whoa. So I think that it depends on your interpretation, but also that it could be that, like, it's not like they're necessarily lying, it's that maybe you're not seeing things for what they are. Yeah. And also, I think sometimes when that happens, like, 
when that's happened with me, sometimes it's just things that I don't want to admit to myself or I'm not ready yeah. to face. Definitely. So sometimes it just takes more self-work. Sometimes that's, you know, going into Reiki where you're going into like shadow work and things like that. So maybe it's just like maybe something you just don't even not want necessarily to lie. To it's a lie you're telling yourself. <laughs> yeah. The cards don't lie. You lie to yeah. yourself, H-Town. You Whoa. lie to yourself, H-Town. H-Town. And I've said if I had a nickel for every time he said, <laughs> and you lie to yourself, H-Town. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a wealthy woman. <laughs> I just say it off pod. All the time. Just okay, I now I think we crushed yeah. it. That's a yeah. fucking sweet ass, witchy ass pod. Yeah, now oh, you gotta come. Now can I plug? Yeah, wait, wait plug. can I no, ask Michi. one question? Please. Okay. Uh this is unrelated to any, so anything long. that we that we spoke about today, but is related. What's your favorite phase of the moon? Ooh. Mm. Well, hmm. Sometimes I would say the week after the full moon is my favorite time because it's like post release. So I suppose that would be like um that would be the waning phase, correct? Yep, waning. Post full moon. So yeah, I would say like kind of like a week into the waning phase because I feel like it's kind of like post chaos. Something came to a head. Possibly you've like dealt with the something and then things are feeling calm after. Or I also do love a new moon energy. Which is today. How about how about you? I like the new moon. Uh yeah. just for just for like the time of doing spell work. That's yes. my favorite, my favorite time. Like and new moons are supposed to be time of like manifesting things coming into your life and full moons are a release and letting go. Yeah. Yes. So yes. Also, did did you know that your name, Selene, is the same as the goddess of the moon? It I do. It is Hell technically yeah. Selene, but I say Selene. <laughs> it's it's all it's just, -E it's just -E a, a different pronunciation of the same name. Thank you. That's like, what I say to myself too. But I've always felt very connected with the moon. It's also a very like feminine energy. It's also like what like our fucking there's moon cycles. There's like period cycles. cycles. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I true. like how that's where, the name, that's where the word menstrual comes from. Comes from the Latin yeah. word for moon. <sighs> that's so cool. Yeah. Um and I have like an app called the Stardust app that like um it shows you like kind of like where the moon is and then when your cycles is and cycle is and also where your hormones are so it can kind of just oh, cool. like again it's all about self-reflect it's called stardust it's free it's the best you can actually add your friends so you can like see where your friend is Whoa. on their cycle and you can like update it and it'll tell you why it's late kind of anyways it's a really good app sure. so it's really interesting because i i find again self-reflection just being more self-aware i can see like oh my hormones are here that's why i'm probably feeling emotional oh the moon is here like we're all feeling this kind of way. Like, yeah. again, it all just comes into like a self-awareness and a self-reflection that like, regardless of how you feel about any of these topics, like, I think that's always a positive thing. Yep. I agree. Yeah. That was just my, that's my solo question. <laughs> yeah. And it was the best question. What's your, yeah. what's your favorite moon? Hey bro. Fave moon. Go. <laughs> what's your Jeez, favorite one. moon? <laughs> what made the, one, the one that's got the face on it and he goes straight to the moon. <laughs> Whatever uh, he says. The, the guy from the Jackie 90s. Jackie Gleason. McDonald's. 
The guy from the, McDi- the 90s McDonald's commercials. The guy that used to sing the McDonald's. Um, the one that was oh going closer and closer to Link, and you had to stop it. No, that's my, one of my <laughs> least favorite. Mask. Yeah, no. that is actually my least favorite moon, is the moon from Majora's Mask. Okay. I also don't like the moon uh, from that, um, like, Ticket to the Stars or whatever it is, the Tonight Tonight video is based first, on. The fir- one of the first films. Yeah, oh. that, that, guy's, yeah that, that one's creepy. That one's creepy. Not okay. like creepy I don't like him either. Moon. I, I like, like the it. emoji of the the new moon where it's oh a, i yeah, like that's the that's new fun. moon emoji that's a sick like, band name <laughs> new moon emoji. New moon emoji. is that your hyper pop persona yeah. <laughs> i rival eichler's new moon emoji uh, <laughs> on that note now you gotta do the plugs and on that note, after off the top of your head. This is a spin-off podcast of Checkered Past the Scottcast. Find us where you find all paws. Follow us on Twitter at Checkered Past Poe. Uh, we have merch, etc. We're on Instagram. We're kind of on TikTok. Um, if you join our Patreon, you get access to our Discord, um, uncut, whatever uh edit videos unedited videos i don't really know i'll figure out the spiel but this is gonna go on the podcast just like this pretty good michi do you have plugs i do so i am the host of mega wednesday on twitch twitch.tv slash mega wednesday and um most wednesdays we uh we stream a block of music videos new music coming out and then we perform a little bit of our own music or we have a special guest who will perform their music and we interview them. And that's called Mega Wednesday. And I am the front person for Mega Infinity. And we're Mega Fam Infinity on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, we have oh, an album called yeah. uh, Rainbow Heartache, which you could stream anywhere that you listen to music. That's great. And it's very good. Fantastic. Big fan. Mercury retrograde on theme. Oh, yep. yeah. The Avatar theme songs. for retrograde. And Av- I need, an, Av- I need an outro thing. I guess we'll just, yeah. And that's getting Weechy with Michi. We'll see all you Scott Gazers next time. Scott Gazers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs>